What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Woo, how many of y'all felt that? Amen. Yes. Anybody ever had those moments at home? Yeah. Well, you just gotta say, no, Nate. Well, you need to get those moments at home, Nate. All right. Aaron's back. He's got a word. Matter of fact, God said he flip flopped his word. Uh, so, the word he was gonna preach last time, he's preaching this morning. So, you guys get ready and welcome Aaron Michael. get up and they say those things before they preach, but it's not just words. I truly mean that. It is a tremendous honor uh, every time we get to come here. And when y'all don't know, the first time Pastor Trent asked me to come up here, it hadn't been too long at that point since we had stepped out of full-time ministry. We just knew that God was shifting us into a new season and we knew it was time to, to leave where we were. And honestly, we really didn't know why. And it was a painful process. I mean, it, it was a perfect process. I remember before Target was doing Target things, we were in Target one day, and I was talking to my wife while we were in there. I'd started a job and was working 90 hours a week. I told my wife, said, I don't feel like we'll ever be in ministry. Like, no one's going to call us to preach. I, I just feel like this chapter of our life is done. And I was literally walking, crying in Target, and I get a text message. Pastor Trent. Really? Says, hey, man. We, and we haven't talked like probably, what, seven or eight years at that point? It's been a while, yeah. And been a while. he said, hey, we're having this conference called Freedom Conference. I want to know if you'd like to come. And I literally stopped in my tracks in the makeup aisle in Target and said, thank you, Jesus. And so you guys have no idea what this house and this place means to me and to my wife. We would not be back pastoring if it weren't for this house. God has used this house to bless our lives. And so everything that our church, Harvest Ministry, 
is able to do for the kingdom, you have a part in that. So I want to say thank you. I also want to let you guys know too, uh, we haven't, I haven't even announced this yet at our church. I don't even know if I've told you this yet, Mammal, but I've got a book that's coming out. Over the last few years, God has brought me back, well, the last 10 years, it's been about a 10-year process of writing a book that God laid on my heart yeah. out of Jeremiah uh, chapter 29, verse 11, called For I Know the Plans. And so hopefully the plan is that it's going to be in hard copy by the first of the year, Ooh, if not glory. by December. So, I wanted to let you guys know that that will be available soon. And if you're watching online, we'll have dates for when that is released. And I'll be announcing it to our church uh, this coming Saturday. We're having a revival this coming Saturday. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, don't blame the author for bad content. <laughs> I heard it through the family line. <laughs> so my mom knows. Mark chapter 16. I want to talk to you this morning on the subject, There is More. Turn to somebody oh, and say, wow. there's more. You only thought you've experienced everything over the past few days. There's more. We're going to read in Mark chapter 16, verses 17 through 18, and then we're going to flip to the book of Acts chapter 2. So Mark chapter 16, verse 17 through 18 says this, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any dead, anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. Amen. I think God made it pretty plain in that scripture that you will do those things. If you Amen. believe in Him. He left no room for questioning no room for judgment. He said, for those who believe, they will. Everybody say, will. will. Now say, I will. I will. Book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It is a very, very, very familiar passage of Scripture. Acts, chapter 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. That sounds a lot like how we've been over the last few days, doesn't it? Amen. All accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues as of a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There is more. I've been walking with the Lord for a long time now. And I've discovered that every time I feel like I've experienced all that God has, in reality I've only scratched the surface. I found out there's more. Every time I've seen God do some of the most miraculous miracles you could imagine. I'm not saying this to brag, but I have physically seen with my own two eyes God raise the dead. I have seen miraculous healings take place before my eyes. I have seen salvations. I have seen people get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But friends, I'm here to tell you, no matter what you have seen, how great it might have been, there is still more. We serve a God whose power is not limited 
by anything. He is a limitless God. Although He is the same yesterday, today, and forever, He is still the God of forever. And forever has more continuously going on. What I love about the book of Acts is that when He poured out His Spirit in the book of Acts, He never stopped pouring. What was poured out in Acts is still being poured out today. That more of God that they experienced when they all came together in the upper room in one mind and one accord, that more that they encountered of God that day is still being released on the earth right now. Yes, it is. There is a teaching that's been around for years, and it's I hate to even label it as a gospel, but it's the gospel of cessationism. The gospel of cessationism yeah. speaks and teaches that the works of the apostles died with the apostles. Mm -hmm. I find that really hard to be true because Joel prophesied in Joel and then Peter prophesied again in Acts that in the last days, says God, I will pour out my spirit on who? All flesh. He didn't say I would pour out my spirit on the apostles and when the apostles die, it's done. He said in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on everybody. Which tells me that it didn't stop in Acts. It only started. And what God started in the book of Acts will continue until He comes again. And although His coming is very, very, very soon, He could come while we're in this tent. There's still more. And I don't know about you. I am hungrier than I've ever been for more from God. I want to see more miracles take place. I want to see more dead bodies raised. Yes. I want to see more surgeries not have to happen. Uh -huh. I want to see more testimonies of miraculous deliverance. I want to see more demons cast out because the Bible said these signs will follow them that believe. I'm ready to see the will follow happen. Are you? I'm ready to see will take place in my life. I want to see will take place in harvest in next level in your life. Amen. More is not just something God said. It is a promise. Yes. It is a promise of God that for those of us that belong to Him, I will pour out my spirit. Yes, and when God pours out His spirit, He doesn't pour out part. He pours it all. He empties His cup. He lets it flow more. And see, we must understand that salvation is a progressive work. Although the work of the cross was a finished work of the cross that bought our salvation, when we get saved, it doesn't stop there. When me and my wife stood at the altar and said, I do, that wasn't the do all end all. I still have to cultivate that relationship with her. There's more. I get to know her more every day. This is how our salvation works. Although we know Christ. We accept Him into our life. We come into relationship with Him. Now we enter into a journey with Him. We're following Him. We're following His leading and His guiding. When we put His name on us, when we become clothed in His righteousness, the Bible says we go from glory to glory. It's a progressive work. And that's why the Bible said that these signs will follow 
them that belief because we're being led by the one that we belong to. And whenever you're led by Jesus, you remember what I said last night, fruit manifests when He shows up. Amen. When He showed up in Jericho, Zacchaeus appeared in a tree. Amen. And when we follow Him, signs follow us. Amen. When we follow Jesus, Amen. what He said would happen will happen. Yes, thank you, Lord. Because God always delivers on His promises. His promises, the Bible says, are yes and amen. And the word amen means so be it. It is a definitive. His promises are yes and so be it. Amen. And where we get into trouble is when we enter into Christianity and we become stalemated or we become still. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, don't get still. Don't get still. Don't get still. Our life is a lot like water. In fact, the great prophet theologian Bruce Lee once said, one time said, be like water. Our lives are a lot like water. And if you ever see a body of water that is still, it's not moving, it's not flowing, it's not doing anything but existing, eventually that water becomes stale, becomes stagnant, and becomes stinky. Yep. Mm. Amen. You ever seen a stale, stagnant, stinky Christian? Mm. Yes. Amen. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm bringing forth the reality. That is what happens when we stop at salvation and we don't continue to pursue more of God. We become stale. We become still. We become stagnant. And eventually we start to stink because there's nothing reviving and moving and flowing in our lives. But the Bible said in John, whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, Rivers yes, yes, of living water yeah. will flow from uh -huh. Yeah, And that's what happens when we come into relationship with Jesus Christ. That more, that river begins to bubble up on the inside of us. And then what's in us flows out of us. Amen. And it is in fact the exact thing that happened in the book of Acts. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit filled, and it came on them. It came in them. And then it came through them. Yes. Amen. Rivers of living water begin to flow. And when we accept the reality that there is more of God, those rivers start to flow within us once again. And God sent me this morning with a word for this house to tell some of you that are in here today, it is time to call that flow back out of you. Amen. It's time to flow again. There's some of you, what used to be a river, and this isn't a judgmental sermon. I want to speak something into your life. I want to speak you to something. There's some of you that what started as a river has turned into a trickle. But I've come this morning to call the flow back out of your life once again. It's time to flow. It's time to flow in more. It's time to flow in what God said will happen. Your life was meant to manifest miracles. Amen. And I've come to speak the flow of the river of God into you once again. If you're in this place and you feel like you are still and you don't know how to get life back into you, this is your day to flow in the river of God. This is your day for more. Don't let the enemy stop your flow because the power of God goes wherever the river flows. Amen.
I remember my grandmother singing in the church that I grew up in, I've got a river of life flowing out yeah. of me. It made the lame to walk, made the blind to see. Yes. Just last Sunday in the church that we attend, First Pentecostal Church, our associate pastor was ministering and he was preaching about blinded eyes being opened on the front row. This is the way God works it out. On the front row, there was a man wearing an eye patch, blind in one eye and losing his sight in the other. And he began to preach about blind Bartimaeus crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The next thing we knew, that man flooded the altar and began to cry and scream, Jesus, I want you. Jesus, heal me. Jesus, I need you. He began to change his position and cry out. Wow. He left that Sunday morning with the eye patch on the altar. Because he went to the altar and then a river started to flow. And when the river started to flow, these signs started to follow. Miracles started to manifest. When that river that was inside of him began to cry out for more of God, then what was in God manifested in him? And he couldn't even see to read when he came to church. Amen. But when he left church, he could read every word with both eyes on every page. I'm telling you, I've seen him do it before. And if he's done it before, he will do it again. You can't tell me that the power of God stopped in Acts. It's still flowing today. And there's a river of life that God wants to flow out of each one of you today. Amen. Don't let the enemy... Stop your flow. Because more comes when the river of God flows. Say, I, I have a river. Look at your neighbor. Say, you, you have a river. You have a river. Yeah, you have a river. You, you have a river. When the river of God started flowing, more started happening. God told the disciples, Jesus told the disciples, go wait in Jerusalem until you've been endued with power. Go wait in Jerusalem until more comes. And so a flood of people go to a room and wait. And as they're waiting, people started leaving. As they're waiting, people started trickling out. Don't give up in the waiting. Because it's in the waiting that God produces in you what He needs to put in you for you to receive what He's wanting to pour in your life. It trickles down to 120 people who are in one room, in one mind, and in one accord. And when that 120 people did not give up in the waiting, God poured more out. Don't give up in the waiting. The Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen. And if you will be if you will learn to be patient in the waiting, God says, I will pour my more upon you. One of the hardest positions you will ever be in in your walk with Christ is a position of waiting and wondering and wishing and hoping and looking and longing, but not seeing, not hearing, not feeling, not knowing, but just waiting. Just waiting. 
And those are the moments when our hearts grow tired, our minds grow weary, our souls feel empty, and we feel like giving up the most. But I found the more empty that I am, the more room I have for Him. And sometimes what God has to do is God has to empty us of the old so He can fill us with the new. And it took 120 people getting in a room being empty so that they could be filled. Amen. And that's what happens in the waiting. A lot of times, let me tell you, a lot of times the waiting has nothing to do with what the enemy's doing. A lot of times the waiting is God's design for you. So that way you can get positioned in your life to receive more from Him. There's a thing, there literally is a thing called strategic waiting in God. And it's when we wait upon Him. And you remember what I said last night? Even when God shows up at the wrong time, it's still the right time. And when they were all together in one mind, in one accord, it came. It showed up. And I know I feel in my spirit right now, there's some of you that you've been in that process. You've been somewhere between A and B. And you don't know how to get from here to here. But God sent me to tell you this morning that although you've been in the waiting, you shall be filled with more. That river will flow in the waiting. That Shekinah glory will come in the waiting. When everything gets emptied of you and all that you have is room for Him. Amen. God always delivers on His promises. More from God is your promise and not your problem. It feels like a problem when we're waiting for more. It just, let's be real Christians. It feels like a problem to wait for more because we feel separated from God a lot of times. God, where are you? Yes. Where have you been? God, I know what you spoke to me. I do something Where are you? Amen. Imagine what the disciples felt when they watched. I'm just going to preach what I feel. When they watched their Savior die on the cross. For three and a half years, they walked with Jesus. And they saw Him do more. More than they'd ever seen. More than they could have ever imagined. They saw Him raise the dead. And He commissioned them to go do it. And they did it. And then they watched their Savior die. And they go congregate in one room. Just waiting. What now? This is where some of you have been. You've been in what now? What now? What do I do now? God, what I feel like you have showed me has died. What do I do? When they were waiting, the Bible says, all of a sudden. Jesus appeared. The doors were locked. The doors were hard to lock. Have you locked yourself away because you didn't know what to do while you were waiting? And while they were waiting with the doors locked, Jesus showed up. And he said, Thomas, that's my hands. That's the whole of my 
God's healing you right now. God's healing you right now. 